After a slow start to his season, where does Kyle Pitt's dynasty value stand? All that and more on today's Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com backslash locked on NFL. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, it's Wednesday, halfway through the week. We are ready for another week of NFL action. How are you doing? I am great. How about you? I'm good as well. Good, good. I love this uh, this point of the week. We, uh, Like I said, we start to look forward to the next week and uh, kind of leave that previous week in, in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing to do this time because week three was just, just kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird for Dynasty Values. We are going to focus on dynasty values today, as we always do on Wednesday. And we're talking about maybe the most popular player in dynasty leagues. Uh, it, it's Kyle Pitts. It's time for a Kyle Pitts dynasty value study. All right. Because this guy, this guy had all the hype and expectation uh, in the world, and he's not off to a great start. I mean, this is a player that was... Uh, certainly a first rounder in dynasty leagues, but even in redraft leagues was a first round pick in many of those, especially late in the season. And if you spent your first rounder in your redraft league on Kyle Pitts, you are not in good you're, shape. You're, you're hating life right now. <laughs> yeah. You talked about some slow starts for your redraft leagues yesterday. If you took Kyle Pitts in the first, you're you're certainly off to a slow start. Week one, seven targets, two catches, 19 yards. He was the tight end 35 on the week. Week two, nearly an exact stat line. Three targets, two catches, 19 yards. Tight end 28. And we we heard all week leading up to week three that it was going to be the breakout game for Kyle Pitts. It was uh, he was he was finally going to do it. They're playing the uh, the Seattle Seahawks and. I don't know. I don't know if this was his breakout game. Eight targets, five catches, 87 yards, so certainly much better. And the tight end, six on the week. Matt, what are you seeing with Kyle Pitts? And, I mean, why is he struggling so much? We saw some great production as a rookie, uh, still just 21 years old. I don't believe he's even turned 22 yet. So uh, definitely still... Still a lot to like about this player, but I think it's fair to start to question if we've overrated or overvalued him. Yeah, because we rated him and valued him just so high. I mean, as high right. as any young tight end I've ever you know been around for, for dynasty purposes. I think he's the freakiest pass catcher gifted on the planet. I mean, any run any mm. position, you know, that they just don't make him make them like him. Um, I'm not particularly worried. I'm impressed with how the Falcons are playing. They're much more competitive than I thought. They do want to run the yeah. ball. I think Mariota's played quite well. Um, 
But Drake London is also really good and is demanding targets. So they're sort of a run-first team with two mouths to feed, and they probably could only feed one and a half. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure this is an offense ideal to feed two really hungry people. But, I mean, I know the first two weeks were miserable, but he has been targeted 18 times already in three games. You know, the first one only, first time was seven targets for two catches. But it's not like he's forgotten in the offense. I think that there was a squeaky wheel situation last week where they were targeting him often, and I think that was very much part of the game plan. But I also think one of the issues he faces besides competing with London is, and this was very, very true last year, he just doesn't do much work against linebackers and safeties. You know, I mean, he's outside the numbers a lot. And yeah, yeah. he can outmuscle corners, but they're just better cover guys. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what they do for a living. I want pits on linebackers. I mean, that's where Kelsey feasts and those guys. So, I mean, that that's a scheme issue, right? That's a coaching issue. Why right. Why isn't he lined up in that formation where he's matching up against those guys where he has such an advantage? Well, I, I mean, think did you just a, put that on the coaching staff a little, but I also noticed in the Seattle game, I thought he was in line more. I, I haven't looked at the numbers okay. and all that stuff. And there's a misconception that he's just a big wide receiver. And trust me, that's how they use them. But he can block. I mean, he's actually from Philadelphia and uh, I, some people that watched him. And actually it was Ross Tucker. He has a, a go big recruiting and, you know, you watch Pitts as a, uh, as a high school kid and, they were in a total run-first offense. They threw the ball like six, seven, eight times a game, which is mind-boggling when you have Kyle Pitts in high school. But all he did is block. Yeah. He's not a bad blocker. He can be in line and more than hold his own. Well, the Kyle Pitts apologist, and, and there's certainly plenty of them, Yeah, uh, they looked at those first two weeks, and, and with two catches, 19 yards in each game, uh, there were there were a lot of comments like, He's still playing, you know, he's, he's playing 90 plus percent of the snaps. He's still running the routes. And, and those things were certainly true in those, in those first two games. Interestingly enough, in week three, we saw his playing time, uh, cut way down. We saw the number of routes run cut way down the, and the Falcons used, uh, four different tight ends, I believe. So, I mean, do do you think that's more of a one week fluke or is that something you're worried about? that they may be dialing back his his workload. I'm not worried about it, but it is alarming. I mean, you're using a third and fourth tight end when you have this guy that was a high pick and right. was very successful as a rookie and all those things and never should leave the field. I bet Arthur Smith, who's still a, a newish coach, regrets that. True. And frankly, if I were the owner, I might have been sending a text to my coach saying, you know, the guy that we just spent the fifth pick in the draft on, I, I think we should use him a little more, you know? Yeah, we we know that owner will do that for sure yeah. uh, if he's inclined to. He's, he's not going to stay out of it. Uh, Matt, we're going to continue talking about Kyle Pitts throughout this show. We'll look at his uh, current dynasty rank and ADP. We'll look at some trades and those Twitter polls that we love to do to really narrow down a player's value. We'll do all of that coming up on this episode. Guys, I've told you about LinkedIn Jobs. It's a tremendous resource that I think you need to look into if you're hiring 
or if you're looking for a new job yourself, this would absolutely be my first place to go. If I were putting a, a team together to do business on Sunday with me and scout games, I would be all over LinkedIn jobs and um, you know, you create a free job post in minutes to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over, get this, 810 million people. And then just add your job and the purple uh, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread, spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Uh, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So, there's what you do. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL, all one word, all caps. That's locked. There, that's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Let's continue our discussion about Kyle Pitts, uh, his dynasty ADP. And again, this is preseason ADP. We'll have some in-season data very soon. We run that every single month over at DLF. So um, I'm interested to see if once that October data is ready, if, if Kyle Pitts actually falls down the board a little bit. Uh, but as of September, early September, he was, of course, the tight end one in Dynasty, number four overall behind uh, just uh, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Uh, guys behind him included C.D. Lamb, who could also be in for a fall, uh, and DeAndre Swift as well. You you kind of mentioned it earlier, Matt. Do you think four overall is too high for, for Pitts? I mean, I, you, you talk glowingly about the player. Mm -hmm. You have high expectations, and, and you definitely still do. Nothing's changed about that. So given the, the advantage that he could potentially give you at a position that you know, really outside of three or four guys is just, just a wasteland right now. Is four overall fair uh, for Kyle Pitts, or is that just too high for a tight end? I probably originally would have thought, well, his stock has dropped a little. Maybe he's five or six now, you know. And by no means am I taking him ahead of Chase or Jefferson or Taylor. Um, but if the two behind him are Lamb and Swift, I'd rather have Pitts than those guys. Um, I'd rather yeah. have him than Javante. I'd rather have him than AJ Brown or Cup or you know anyone else that could even be in that conversation. Certainly, any other quarterback or tight end. So maybe his stock went from a dollar to ninety-eight cents, but that's not enough for him to move to five to me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, we'll we'll find out. Like I said, uh, coming up uh, in just a week or two uh, when that new ADP hits, where. Kyle Pitts uh, value currently stands DLF ranking. He is the tight end one over there as well, uh, just like in ADP, but his overall rank is quite a bit lower. The DLF rankers are not quite as confident. They have him 16 overall. And of course those rankings change a little more often than, sense, yeah. than our, than our monthly ADP update uh, players around him in those rankings. T Higgins, Jalen Waddle are just ahead of Kyle Pitts Saquon Barkley and Brees Hall 
are just behind him. So it sounds like you agree really with the ADP more that you think he belongs in that uh, Lamb Swift company more than Higgins, Barkley, Brees Hall. I still believe that more weeks than not, he's going to be like having an extra starter or a massive advantage over your opponent's tight end for 10 years. So I love Higgins, Waddle, Barkley, Hall. Great. But I think he's in a different class than those guys. I said before the season started that I thought while while he wasn't the 101 in in ADP and he wasn't my number one ranked player in Dynasty, I thought Kyle Pitts was the most difficult player to trade for in Dynasty because mm. the hype has been so high since even before he entered the league, and there are just so many so many Kyle Pitts lovers out there, so many supporters. Uh, you don't have to look far to find someone who thinks he should be the top overall dynasty player, the 101. Uh, no one's training I don't him, know. you know, at least before the season. Right. Yeah. We have seen, and again, this is using the dynasty trade finder from DLF. We've seen some trades involving pits, and I have to say, I'm, I'm surprised at how low the price has gotten already. Uh, these are just... The just three of the most recent trades, these have all taken place in the last two weeks. Uh, Kyle Pitts for Travis Kelsey and Curtis Samuel. Now, of course, we know Travis Kelsey is a superstar, maybe the best tight end we've ever seen, certainly in the conversation. Uh, he's been a top two tight end, I believe, for five years running now. Uh, I know Mark Andrews. Uh, ended his tight end one streak last year, but uh, still certainly a dominant, uh, a dominant player. But he's also over thirty years old, and and it's uh, you know you're starting to wonder how much time of that elite production he has left. So to to basically get a player that's ten years older than Kyle Pitts plus Curtis Samuel, who's who's a nice story. Uh, but he's he's a, a wide receiver though. three. He's a, yeah. yeah, he's a flex option at best, at least, mm-hmm. I, I would say right now. I just can't believe that trade went down. I, I still want Kyle Pitts here really easily. Really easily. Like, I wouldn't give a Pitts for Kelsey in a, undiscl- you know, a, a no-name future first, and Samuel's not worth a future first to me. Yeah, good point. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, if you wouldn't do Kelsey in a first, I'm guessing you're not going to like this next trade, which is Kyle Pitts for Jahan Dotson and a first round pick. I kind of adore Again. Jahan Dotson. Oh, I, really? Okay. I'm a bit. I, yeah, I, I like Dotson an awful lot, and Dotson in a first. You're getting warmer. I'll just put it that way. The answer still no, but considering what this. So you think Dotson? Be, do you think Dotson is worth more than Kelsey in Dynasty right now? I knew you were going to ask me that because in a way, no, because you might not even be able to start one of them. You start the other guy all the time. He scores a ton of points, but I think Dotson has a really bright future and I'm still, well, they're certainly headed in, right. right. They're certainly headed in two different directions. Dotson, obviously gaining value, a good start to his career and, and uh, Kelsey just due to age alone is, is losing some value. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm keeping Pitts there as well. I'm I'm not giving up Pitts for Dotson in a first. Last one, Kyle Pitts for Dalvin Cook. I will say that one was before the injury that he suffered on Sunday. Um, 
who knows if that would change anything, but we we know the injury history with Dalvin Cook, and yeah, if you're trading a guy like Kyle Pitts, right? If you're trading Kyle Pitts for him, you you know what you're getting, you know the risk you're taking on. As great as Dalvin Cook has been, uh, I want Kyle Pitts over him, without question. Not even close. Yeah, I mean Cook's yeah. on borrowed time in a way. He's great, but Pitts's best days are ahead of him. We talk about the trade finder tool on here a lot, uh, and, and we know the deal. Just because a trade went down in another league does not mean you can get that uh, that same type of trade done in your own league. But you can But try. if you can, if you, <laughs> you can try. Yeah, yeah. If you can pay these types of prices and get Kyle Pitts, and, and if there's a frustrated Kyle Pitts manager out there who thinks, you know, I bought into this hype and now look what I've got, he's – He's uh, outside of the top 20 the first couple weeks of the season. Hasn't had a touchdown. Only has one touchdown in his career still. And, and uh, as, as we pause? know, that one was uh, – No, not really. I mean, no. the team has just been so bad. And, right, right, right. And I think Mar- Mariota has been um, better than expected. Yes. You, you kind of mentioned that earlier. But still, he's not the type of quarterback that's going to – bring out the best in, in Kyle Pitts and right. um maybe the next maybe, one is maybe we have to right maybe we have to wait until 2020 uh 2023 to get a, a real quarterback upgrade there maybe even longer but even if even if it's 2024 right let's let's say that it's kind of a worst case scenario the Falcons don't figure out the quarterback position until 2024 Kyle Pitts will be 23 years old <laughs> right right and in the meantime, right? he's still pretty usable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think, you know, consider it a warning. These prices are not um, not true of every dynasty league, but definitely find out. Find out if they are. The find prize. out if this type of deal, Kelsey and Samuel, Dotson and a first, Dalvin Cook. I mean, try Alvin Kamara. Honestly, try Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Try any of those guys. Barkley. And get Kyle Somebody Pitts hot, on your you know? team. Yeah. Yeah. Saquon Barkley. Good one. Uh, a lot of the names we've mentioned in trades, in comparing ADP and rankings, uh, we're involved in our Twitter polls, uh, and we will talk about those right after this. Matt, let's finish up our Kyle Pitts dynasty value conversation with a series of Twitter polls. I have um compiled the results we've got thousands of votes as we always do in case you've missed this we do a bunch of polls uh, a dozen or sometimes <laughs> up to 15 polls uh pitting you know ah, intended, you pitting the player that we're focused on against several others uh typically we do several others at his own position that would have been a waste of time. We know Kyle Pitts would have uh, comparing Kyle Pitts to other tight ends, maybe outside of Mark Andrews would have been a waste of time. So I, I thought big picture here. I looked at our dynasty ADP and our dynasty rankings, and I picked out uh, several players who seem to be valued in the same range as Kyle Pitts to really get a good idea of, of just how are we valuing him right now? Can I ask no you one No surprise, Justin Jefferson. Uh, uh, sure. Superflex. You would pay yes. you would trade Pitts for numerous quarterbacks, I assume, right? I mean, seven or eight of them maybe, certainly the top 3 or 4. Yeah, so 
Right. I think uh, I think in my latest Superflex rankings, my top eight players overall are quarterbacks. Okay. Um, and yes, I would trade Kyle Pitts for any of those. Uh, and then uh, after, you know, after that, then then you see Pitts, Jefferson, Taylor, yeah, 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 yeah. Chase, that group that you would normally see at the top of the. Uh, the one quarterback rankings. Like you'd rather so, have yes. Lawrence in Superflex. I didn't know if he's one of your eight or not. I'm just throwing out a random name. Yeah, he's he's, he's probably puzzled. not. We kind of talked about this last week mm-hmm. when we were trying to update the value on some players, and we dug into those quarterbacks. Uh, Lawrence Lawrence has been good. You know, I even yeah. said on Twitter that he had been disappointing or or was losing value. Um, uh, I misspoke because. Uh, quite quiet week one, but the past two weeks have been very impressive. And he's he gaining great, value. Yeah. He's he's obviously separating from uh, from the the guys that were in his draft class who are now injured or or just outright not very good. Um, Lawrence versus Pitts would would be a tough one. I I think I would have to take Lawrence there. I would honestly, too. I, I've got to go with the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. yeah I would All right, uh, Justin Jefferson. 92% of the vote. Uh, we still, that, I mean, that he still means 8% up, of the people. No, that still means 8% of the people were preferring Kyle Pitts over Justin Jefferson. Uh, but he was certainly the runaway winner of this. Jonathan Taylor, 72% of the people chose Jonathan Taylor over Kyle Pitts. So we've got those two as the pretty clear top two. But we did have four other players who won the poll against Kyle Pitts, who people preferred to Kyle Pitts. And you've got to think if you're doing a startup draft here three weeks in, these players would be drafted, uh, at least have a 50-50 shot of being drafted ahead of Pitts. That's A.J. Brown, 58% of the vote. Jalen Waddell, 57%. This is the most interesting one, Matt. Mark Andrews, 54%. And DeAndre Swift, a real toss-up, 51% to uh, 49% for Pitt. So those players, let's separate Jefferson and Taylor. We we don't yeah, really have an argument there. Yeah. Brown, Waddle, Andrew, Swift. What do you think? You're taking all of those guys ahead of Kyle Pitts. You already said you would not no, take Brown. I wouldn't. I mean, I could see the idea. I mean, I could see the argument. I mean, Brown and Waddle. And all those guys have had better seasons thus far than Pitts, and it's not even close. So you could see looking at the the hot new item, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, would you even consider Andrews over Pitts? I mean, I, I get the argument. I would take Pitts, but I do think that gap has certainly narrowed. I've still got Pitts ranked higher. Mm, oh, but, I do too. I yeah. mean, if you've got a if you've got a contending team and you've got Mark Andrews on your on your roster, tearing it up. And, I don't and think you get that one for one too. trade offer. Right, it, it's certainly not. Um, right, right. What's he? 26, I can see why maybe? he was 27? he was favored here. Yeah, twenty six or twenty seven. Uh, the the top option in in what looks like one of the best offenses in the league all right, of a sudden right, right. with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, no question about that. Maybe, maybe on another MVP run here early mm-hmm. in the season. I get the, I get I mean, the argument. Andrew's got, 
I do too. I do too. What's, what's really interesting though here. And and I noted that normally we do this within a position. So normally we we're focused on a wide receiver and only comparing him to other wide receivers or the same thing with running backs, but to, to mix up the positions here, not only are we really comparing Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts, we're comparing Mark Andrews to DeAndre Swift and and Mark Andrews. Right. right, And Waddle and, and all of these others. And and Andrews was one of the six guys who was chosen ahead of Pitts. I think that's significant. And I think that's what what I'm really saying is when we look at rankings and Mark Andrews is an early third rounder, we look at ADP and he's he's in that range. We're undervaluing one of the best players and one of the best weapons in fantasy football. Let's get so, to the players so super who quick. Do you think there's an argument? I know this is a pit show and it's not an Andrews show. In startups, I think it can make a cause for Andrews as a first-round pick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe those guys are even back-to-back in the same range. Right, right, right. That's what uh, I'm starting to think. Like, I'm taking know, him they're, over they're both, Harris or, you know, yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah. That, that they're both top seven or eight picks, somewhere in that range. Okay, yeah. Uh, the players that Kyle Pitts was chosen over, we've got uh, several of them here. Cooper Cup, 42%. Javante Williams, 40%. Off to a little bit of a slow start as he continues to share with Melvin Gordon. Uh, Stefan Diggs, 38%. Michael Pittman, 28%. C.D. Lamb, 25%. Debo Samuel, 22 Saquon Barkley, 21%, Christian McCaffrey, 19 and rounding out this list, last player, Najee Harris, 18%. We're just seeing some some players there who are losing dynasty value. Najee Harris is certainly one of them. Sure. Do you have any arguments here, Matt? I'm guessing you don't. Are there any players uh, here that you would actually prefer over Kyle Pitts? No, and this is sort of a side note. I'm a little shocked Pittman's this close or in this neighborhood. I mean... I like him. I don't really even have an objection to that. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm kind of shocked that he's right in C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel's neighborhood, and even above those in this case. Yeah, that that's where he's been uh, recently in ADP mm-hmm. and rankings as well. So, yeah, he's he's kind of put himself in this conversation, although, you know, missed week two with an injury. Right. Week three was a little quiet as he came back. We'll see how his uh, next couple of games go. All right. That will do it for our dynasty value uh, study of Kyle Pitts. All in all, I think we, we still love Kyle Pitts. The two of us do most dynasty managers do as well. If you have any type of buy low opportunity in your dynasty league to get Pitts, we suggest you do that. Trade that first rounder plus trade that, uh, that veteran running back. I mean, any of the names we mentioned, Javante Williams, Pittman, Lamb, Debo, Barkley, McCaffrey, any of those guys could go for Kyle Pitts. And honestly, if you can get the same deal done for Mark Andrews, yeah, yeah. I would do that as well. Yeah, if you if you own Pitts, I'm holding them. If you don't, go ask that owner, who's your favorite player on my team? Let's figure something out. And then when you land them, send Ryan and I a tweet and say thank you. And we'll say, you're very welcome. Come back again. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free. It's available wherever you get your podcast. 
That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Dynasty channel on YouTube. We're growing that. We're posting all of these episodes there. Go check that out. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.